brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Yes, it's sippin' time again. Hello and welcome to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. This is a one-hour show that is reasonably entertaining for... What are we going for today? 14 minutes. 20. 20 Twenty. Minutes. Dude, this is the best of Man. show. We're going for all 50 minutes. All 50 minutes? It's okay. 50, it's 50, it's 52, so he's skipping the last here. two. Yeah. Well, the last two, is like the, that's the intro, the outro, like this part. People aren't listening to that part. Yeah, well, you know, what can I tell you? Um, this is Made Man Bob, and joining me today are Made Man Brent. This is always a show I love. Thanks for having me today. This is a show you love? I thought you loved all the shows. You love all the shows I equally. Love like the shows with the Pete. So you're telling Scotch. me you have favorites? I love the shows uh, with the Petey Scotch, and thank God we're going to have that today. Daddy just broke our heart. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we have Made Man Morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Again, one of the highlights of the year. I'm excited to talk about and taste some of the year's best whiskeys. And good old boy, Justin. Good morning, Bob. Happy to talk about the wonderful world of whiskey. And good old boy, Harmeet. Thanks for having me, kids. I uh, I had the chance to spend time with my family and my daughter, but uh, you said there was a best of show, so I said, you know what? Let me just, let me just come Ditch here them. instead. No, you had time to spend with your wife and daughter, and she said, get out. Yeah, that, that but, too. Yeah. They're, they're so. going to see Frozen, too. They'll be happy without me. <laughs> One less uh, Disney movie for Papa. Thank goodness. At least, hey, at least, at least you're to the point now where your kid is, you know, you have a kid at this point in time. When mine were little, we had to go to the Wiggles. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Fruit salad. <laughs> yummy, yummy. Dear God, please just kill me now. Just take me. Uh, so, uh, and we also have good old boy Mike, who's going to be joining us a little bit later. Uh, Brent, Maury, and myself are with the Bourbon Mafia. The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals. With representation in eight states, our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work. The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. You can check them out on Facebook at The Bourbon Mafia. And we have a new sponsor for the show. Our show is also sponsored in part by Glencairn Crystal, makers of the famous Glencairn Whiskey Glass, this gold standard of whiskey tasting glasses. We use Glen we use Glencairn glasses in the production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Although no matter how many times I wash them, Brent still thinks he smells peat. So I know I smell peat. I've thrown them out and brought new ones out of the box, and you still smell peat. So I, I use them yeah. every day myself, man. I love those glasses. Well, they are the quintessential glass. Well, you swarthy son of a gun, you smell like peat anyway. It reeks out of your pores. Okay. That's, that's, that's human. Peat traumatic that's stress human. syndrome. No, nah, trust me, you alcoholic. That's peat. So, <laughs> Our show is sponsored in part also by Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the animatic machine serving great wines, whiskeys, and other spirits by the glass. You can find them by the Glen Cairn gloss. You can find them at, exactly. Also, the uh, the not the wine, not the yeah, wine. yeah. Redell. Well, I'm not supposed to name names, am I? 
Reed Hill, you should sponsor us too. I use your glasses. No? I reached out to them. They didn't want to sponsor us. So mm. yeah. anyway, so our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee. And today's show is our best of 2019 show. Woohoo! Where the sound we... effect? Hmm? You want a sound effect? I need a sound effect. All right. I'll give you a sound effect. Woo! That's right. <laughs> Much better. This is where we each select an expression that we tried in the last year that we felt was truly exceptional for one reason or another. So here's our list of picks for the best of 2019. For Cream of Kentucky, we have Brent. We have Justin picking Single Cast Nation Invergordon, 43-year-old single grain. Uh, Maury's picked the King of Kentucky. Uh, Mike has picked the Baker's 13-year bourbon. Harmeet has picked the Abulur Abuna Alba, and I have picked the Ardbeg Drum. So, okay. who wants to do our sips ratings? I, I just have to mention that when the first one you read, it sounded like, uh, was it King of Kentucky picked picked Brent as their favorite? Yeah, they did. They picked you? Brent is everybody's favorite. Yeah, we have to have Justin do the sips. All right. So, our sips ratings... We'll be tasting and discussing these whiskeys and rating them with these sips, ratings, plus our signature sounds. Here are those ratings now. One, give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. This is the dramatic one. Very it's always dramatic. a different accent. Today we're going am, for drama. I am on the edge of my seat. I was not convinced that he was really needed a glass of water, though. You want to do that one again? No. <laughs> Two sips. Nice, but... What else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Three sips. Hmm. Interesting. What was this again? Interesting. Four sips. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. Five sips. Oh my, I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness! Yes! 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 Maury, you've got that look on your face. You want to see yeah, something? Yeah, it's just horrible. No, it's just horrible. <laughs> I'm speechless. The Academy would, would beat you with a stick. It's just horrible. Everyone sounds the same. Well, I guess Jack Nichols has made a career doing every character that sounds exactly <laughs> the same. Norris. But there's a difference. He's cool as hell. And you? No. Yeah. Sorry. The way he petered out at the end, that, that doesn't seem like it was the best thing. Like it was a dramatic Nichols. pause. You ever see Jack Nicholson did a, a horror movie when he was like really young, like one of his first movies, and he comes up and he beats on the door, and Boris Karloff is in this thing, and he's playing like some count, and he's like this French lieutenant lost from his I regiment. I feel like you spend too much time watching TV He comes movies. up and beats on the door, and he goes, open the damn door in the name of the people of France. It's like, <laughs> and but, but because it's Jack, you go, oh, that's great. Yeah, that's you buy it. You totally buy it. So I'm just not, I'm not buying it with you today, buddy. No, sorry, Junior. All right. So, so let's just have jump so into much it. time for, for entertainment. Says the guy who stays up till three o'clock posting political crap on Facebook I instead of sleeping anything. or working. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah, okay. Days. yeah. Okay. All right. So let's go on to our first pick. So we're going to have Brent tell us about his. Thanks, Bob. So my pick for the best of 2000s, 19 is the cream of kentucky 102 proof it's a 51 percent abv it's 11 and a half years old 9,000 bottles produced the cream of kentucky brand traces its roots back to the 1880s when it was owned by i traeger and company of cincinnati 
The brand was acquired during Prohibition by Schlenny Distillers, who reintroduced the brand in 1934. Crema Kentucky grew to become one of the leading bourbon brands in the 1930s and 40s, with renowned artist Norman Rockwell providing much of the award-winning artwork, artwork for the brand during this time. Unfortunately, like many brands, it was one of the many victims of the decline in popularity of brown spirits in the United States in the 1970s and 80s. During this time, the brand ceased production and its trademark was abandoned. Now this historic brand has been rescued by one of the biggest names in bourbon, Jim Rutledge, the former master distiller at Four Roses. I believe that needs a sound effect. Yeah. Thankfully for the bourbon fans, retirement didn't seem to stick with Mr. Rutledge. So he and his business partners are working on opening the new J.W. Rutledge Distillery in Oldham County, Kentucky. While they work towards getting the distillery into operation, they have released this Cream of Kentucky, 11 and a half years old expression using bourbon source from an undisclosed Kentucky distillery. A lot of people think that it's, you know, if they were putting their guesses in, they all think, seem to think that it was Barton, the undisclosed distillery. Um, but there you go and disclosing it. You know, I no, it's just guess. Everybody's it's guessing. It's guesswork, yeah. Everybody's guessing what it is, and you know, for their various reasons or whatever, you know. But um, you know, the color of this is a nice chestnut color on the nose. Right off the bat, you get like a cherry vanilla Coke, and then you get followed by peanuts, a little bit of light citrus. Uh, you get this. Trying this out, you get a nice big creamy mouthfeel with cherries and citrus. Get some nuts, get a little bit of, you get some heavy oak, uh, you get nice oak tannins in there, some vanilla, some butterscotch. This all follows through, um, follows through with your palate. You get a, some some tobacco again, you get that cherry cola comes back again with that citrus. And then right at the end, you get a nice little cotton candy finish when everything's just about done. It's uh, very enjoyable. This was my, uh, this was my five-sip bourbon of the year that I enjoyed. And one of the things that I think a lot of people put off by, they hear cream of Kentucky, and if they're not a fan of history, they may be thinking bourbon cream or something. And this is definitely not a bourbon cream. There's nothing to be put off by bourbon cream, man. I well, like bourbon cream. Well, they say cream, cre- yeah, the, but yeah, but cream, you know, it, it does, when people hear it, they think of, you know, bourbon cream. You know, it's tend to hair. The other thing is, is that I think because Bailey's- this was Jim Rutledge's uh, first first hit coming out of the coming out of retirement a lot of people you know went and scoured up these bottles and i think two of them are sitting on shelves and this is one that really they should just crack open and enjoy not meant for a shelf anymore yeah they don't don't put them on your back bar and then just you know look at it that you have to open this this one it really needs to be open and enjoyed Anybody else got anything? I thought it was a beautiful whiskey. I thought it was very well made. I, I too, had a hard time picking, uh, but this was in the top uh, uh, contenders uh, for the year. I think it's got a beautiful finish. It's got a beautiful color. It's got all the things you described on the palate. And, um, you know, for a a whiskey uh, that's really sourced, he did an amazing job uh, because it's really a fantastic product. Yeah, originally I thought this was um, was kind of was a low, uh, a, you know, a low rye uh, whiskey, low rye bourbon, because I don't get all those big bold spices out of it and stuff, you know. But the longer it's sat in the bottle and the longer it's been around, you know, more of those 
more of those spices are coming out. And they are, they're coming out. I they agree are coming you. out. Yeah. You know, but I still, I still believe it's a low rye, a low rye bourbon. And this bottle's been open for a couple of months too. So. Yes. Yeah. It was a killer. So we'll be back. Hey, and we're back, and we are talking about our best of show. So we had just finished talking about the uh, cream of Kentucky. So we're going to move on to our next uh, best pick, and we're going to have Justin tell us what his was. Are we using the signature sounds today? We're just assuming everything's five sips. We're not rating them. No, we've already rated them all. They've been rated. There you go. So my pick for the best of 2019 is the single cask nation Invergordon 43 year. It's 87.8 proof, or 43.9% alcohol by volume. It's such a nice round number. Just rolls right off the top. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, made with a refill bourbon barrel. So single grain whiskey is a product that many whiskey fans have had, but have likely never tried it on its own. That's because a single grain whiskey is typically used to make up the majority of the spirit in the bottle of many of your favorite blended scotches. This single grain whiskey was made in 1974 at the Invergordon Distillery using corn as the grain instead of wheat, more commonly used today as the grain in whiskey production. The color is light, especially considering it's been 43 years in a barrel. On the nose, I got milk chocolate, light cinnamon, caramel, vanilla, on the palate, milk chocolate came through, and then I got hit with uh, baking spices, vanilla, and caramel. And the finish was nice and long, and it didn't diminish in intensity for a long time, but it didn't overwhelm you either. Harmeet, what did you think? I think uh, this reminded me more of a bakery than, than that chocolate thing you're going at. I, I get those uh, candied fruits and cake batter. Uh, we were talking off the air at Panettone again, and you made mercifully made fun of me. But hey, it's that time of year. Panettone is on on your bakery shelves and on your, in your grocery store shelves. That's not why we make fun of. No, nope. you're a complete <laughs> bastard, and we'll hate you. That's why. That's why you made fun of me. There you go. Oh, sorry. my my mistake. <laughs> don't want him to get anyway. soft on me. Yeah, yeah. D d don't don't go easy on me, Bob. No. Don't don't do that. No. Uh, now, but this this. Uh, it's it's kind of it's got this cakey and whiny vibe all at the same time. Um, I I knew that they use single grain corn for a long time, but I prefer the wheat whiskeys. But then again, you bring this to me, and it's forty three years old, and it's beautiful, and and uh, there's there's nothing wrong with it. It's so complex. It's really just a beautiful whiskey, yeah. like nothing else you've any of us have really ever tried. Um, I just find it so unique and different. But I'm really curious uh, as to what Brent thinks about it, because I know, Brent, you're not a big fan of uh, single malts. Um, and I know yeah. you're an American bourbon and whiskey fan, but this is not a single malt. What do you think of this? No, it's not. But it's got the this. And normally I'd like to I'd like to feel the dark chocolates out of things. But you really you get the milk chocolate out of this one. It's a milk chocolate and bakery, kind of like a, like you're eating a milk chocolate pretzel. Yeah, I, I yeah, thought it was like a know? chocolate croissant. Um, yeah, I agree exactly. with both of those guys. Yeah. I think I got chocolate the buttery and notes bakery. Too. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. Chocolate, I don't you chocolate, you nails, you buy the chocolate comes you know, on the would palette. Would I buy it? No, I would not buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't really like no. it? No, I liked it. It's you didn't not, love it. It's, I would, you know what? I enjoy so many things more than this that you know that I would go off looking for those before I would look for this. I bought this right after we did the show earlier this year. Yeah, 
that and that's very okay. night. Yeah. That's okay. And I would have gone off and bought the cream of Kentucky right after we did ours. Also a good choice. Right. Yeah. But yeah, interesting. So I think Harmeet, Harmeet and uh, Justin were both right. I got both. You got the I got bakery, the bakery and, the and the chocolate and the chocolate. The chocolate, uh, what do, what chocolate croissant it? really is. Yeah, I think I think Maury nailed it. Chocolate croissants definitely yeah. in there. Yeah. If this were Buttery. on uh, Scotch Malt Whiskey Society's page, and they always come up with all these crazy funky names, this would be a chocolate croissant for me. Mm-hmm. Bob, I'm just stunned at how many words we actually got out of Justin describing a whiskey. You can tell he actually likes it because usually it's <laughs> it's brown and it tastes whiskey-ish, and I like it. And then there's that long pause. So I, I I'm stunned we got that much words out of him. My mind is a raging torrent, flooded with rivulets of thought, cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. <laughs> we, we have a whole new just cow. Um, I've I've always enjoyed having single grain whiskeys because again I think they're a great value because you can get some really amazing stuff of some really advanced age for a much more reasonable price because it's not something that the public is really scrambling to get well i agree with you that demand is low but the supply is also low because most of the stuff doesn't get to be this old most of these single grains get blended in you'd be surprised and you'd uh, be surprised because you'd be you're, i had a 64 year yeah. old one here's the thing stuff. the the the, wow. the amount that they're making is tremendous so yeah they're believe me they put a lot of stuff aside to put into older blends and things so i mean there's it's around but it's just not it's not, not, there's not a big itself. market for it. No, the demand which is low. Makes it unusual, but I, I enjoyed drinking it because it, you know, it gives you an insight as to when you're drinking a blend. And I, I drink blends. I like blends. Everything, the whole world isn't just single malts. Um, it gives you sort of insights as to the building blocks that they're using to create those. So I, you know, I love this whiskey. I think this is one of the great ones that we had this year. Um, I think it's the only single grain we had this year. And it's just got that it's it's like walking into a bakery and a flower shop at the same time. I and mean, it's just it's like beautiful cake and pastry and batter and and just flowers all on the tip of the nose. It it I mean it was a lovely whiskey. Until you said flowers, I really didn't get the floral notes. The only one that really other that one that comes to mind as a single grain that's around and uh, reasonably available would be the uh, compass box hedonism. Which is uh, what grains that made from? You can, I mean, you can find. It's stuff. made from corn and wheat. Okay, yeah. yeah there's, there's three single. There's three single grain distilleries in hedonism. I've tried several over the last twelve months, uh, working with Alan on, on when he was doing some picks, and he had he had some great ones. There was a canvas that was just stunning. It was just too. I mean, it was so expensive that you can't really buy it and bottle it because you can't make any money well, on canvas it. is also closed down now. yeah but it was oh it was so good but there's 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 quite there's quite a few of them out there it's just you don't but find not you're not exactly finding that at shelf of your local yeah store. you're not finding that in you know in the one and the little tiny store attached to your grocery well, store you've got to go way. to a higher end Sh- store shivas makes 62 gun salute so yeah. super it's a five thousand dollar whiskey mm-hmm. this is where a whiskey like this we blend it in whereas you probably didn't pay you probably paid under a thousand for that bottle right? you 400 400 yeah. there you go so, yeah so this this whiskey we blended in something like that that 62 gun salute uh canvas makes one for uh or they used to make one diageo owns most of that stuff that's in there their ghost and rare series for the johnny walker blue you know, oh, so like yeah. triple the price of regular johnny walker 
and they they make a they make five thousand dollar Johnny Walkers as well. This is where these kind of these kind of grain whiskeys go. With a little marketing, this category could take off. I don't think they want to. I think they yeah, want to keep no, it themselves. They, yeah, they <laughs> want to. Let's keep this. Honestly, they kind of yeah, they kind of need to because they need to sort of keep this here to keep all the other blends going. Because let's face it, that's mm. the backbone of the whiskey economy in Scotland when it really comes right, down right. to it. Oh, lucky for me. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So all right, so let's move on to our next pick. And uh, we're going to have Maury tell us about that one. Thank you, Bob. My pick for the best of 2019 is the King of Kentucky, coming in at 131.3 proof or 65.65% ABV. It's aged 15 years in Warehouse O, Floor 1, Rick 104. So the King of Kentucky was established in 1881 as a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Brown Foreman acquired the brand in 1936 from selected Kentucky distillers and by 1940 converted it to a blended whiskey until it was discontinued in 1968. In 2018, Brown Foreman received the lapsed label paying homage to the brand's past. King of Kentucky is an annual ongoing release of a single barrel inventory featuring a barrel strength, minimally filtered, proof presentation with each release and every barrel being unique if you're a regular listener to our show you'll remember our review of the first release of king of kentucky well folks it's back king of kentucky is returning this summer or returned this summer with the release of its second edition last year's release was 14 year old whiskey and 960 bottles were released this one is a 15 year old kentucky straight bourbon with approximately 2,000 bottles available. Unfortunately, like last year's release, this one has only been available in the state of Kentucky. So th- you said it was a single barrel. How are they getting 2,000 bottles on a single barrel? There's no way. Well, I'll be honest. I'm it's a little barrel bit, strength. It's barrel strength, yeah. um, and there's obviously a limited number. Um, I, I'm not 100% Or did you say sure. single barrel? Maybe I'm confused. No. It was just bar- it's a barrel strength, barrel. small yeah. batch. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Small barrel strength, minimally filtered, proof presentation, queen the wax out of your ears. Moving on. So- <laughs> I've got these I've got these headphones on. It's got a, a delicious and lovely mahogany color. Um, it really just is a beautiful color. On the nose, lots of dark honeycomb caramel marzipan. Marzipan is very uh, heavily present. Good, little, good call on the marzipan. Even a little bit of toasted coconut and some toasted hazelnut. Um, in addition, just a hint of vanilla and dried apricot. Um, it's it's really uh, really got a wonderful nose, and you could just kind of nose it for a long, long time. The more you nose it, you even get a hint of cinnamon and some clove and spice. Um, on the palate, it's got just a great viscosity. It's coating. It's creamy. Um, you're definitely getting creme brulee and caramel uh, and, and lots of rich oak. Uh, further on, you get a little bit of um, some melon, some dried apple peel, and even a little hint of cardamom. Did we do this batch on the show? Or this is a new batch, right? No, we no, did, we did this show. batch on yep. the show. Thank, thanks for paying attention. I don't remember tasting this on the show, but I did taste it. You don't uh, remember? You don't remember what you tasted last night? You had drunk That's on because I've been drinking <laughs> too much. But thank you for bringing it, Maury. Wow, the finish really is um, is unbelievable. It's long. It's warm. Um, for a whiskey of such high proof, it, it it does not it's not hot by any stretch, but there's definitely a nice warm Kentucky hug at the end, and it just sort of goes on and on and on. Uh, again, a fantastic whiskey. I, I I pick this with some reservation because it's so incredibly difficult to get, 
And uh, what I would say is there's lots of great bars in Kentucky that have it. Uh, and if you see it, order a dram and enjoy it. You probably won't be able to find a bottle. Do they call it a dram in Kentucky? It's just a shot, right? A Glencairn full. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but I think if you see it, it's worth a try. It's a fantastic whiskey, uh, very well made. And again, it's not a source whiskey. It's uh, it's made from start to finish by Brown Foreman. And uh, I love what they did, resurrecting the name. Uh, Harm, what'd you think of it? I think everything you said was correct. And I didn't want to say add anything. I just want to just keep tasting. Well, this thank is you. It's gorgeous. Okay. It's a gorgeous for you. When you, you hit it out of the park with marzipan and the spices do come out. I said I wasn't going to say anything, but I keep talking because this whiskey is so damn good. Just let me, Brent. You say something. Tell me. Tell me what you. This is a classic, classic bourbon, and they've done a great job with this. I love the spices that it come, I love the spice that comes out at the base. It's like the baking spice, and the it's like an apple pie kind of spice that comes out with it as well. Um, really enjoy that. The. The, the Kentucky hug. Oh, you really get that. Did you say end. apple peel on the finish, Maury? Because yeah. that's, that's apple peel. I did. I did that's say beautiful. That. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So special thanks to the folks at Brown Foreman for uh, hooking us up. Yeah, for doing this. Yeah, this is a really nice one. I, the, when you have a choice, and I have this one or the one or previous one, this is why I choose this one, you know, or the first one. Cream of Kentucky... King of Kentucky, they're both delicious. You know, they're classic Kentuckian, classic Kentucky, classic. These are classic. Whenever, when you guys say Kentucky bourbons. hug, I, I kind of detect something really lewd in your in your voices. This it's more than just that Kentucky hug. That's why we don't invite you up there yeah. when we go. <laughs> Justin, this was thank you. It's been nice having you. Exquisite <laughs> and intense bourbon experience it it's is fantastic intense. intense that's a great word i, I now that. the sorry. cream of kentucky is much more mellow compared right, to the much king of kentucky so if you are going to get both shots in the bar other than ordering a made man brent pour which will give you a little extra you want to start with the cream of kentucky because after you have the king of kentucky you're done well the brent pour is basically a five gallon bucket <laughs> i mean you, we've all seen him when he pours. It's 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 not a it's not a pretty sight. It's uh yeah. Glenn, Glenn Karen doesn't make a glass big enough for Brent. Oh yeah, they do. They make one that's about uh about it's twelve a, inches tall. So. Yeah, it's a very yeah. pretty sight. What are you talking about? All right, so that's that was uh, King of Kentucky. So we're gonna go over to Mike and have him tell us about his pick. Hey everybody, this is good old boy Mike, and this is my best of twenty nineteen sips pick. It is going to come from the Jim Beam Distillery this year, and it's the re-release of the Baker Series. Now, if you haven't uh, run into these products, it's because they kind of fly under the radar. They're part of Jim Beam's small batch collection, and the two products that got re-released this year are the Bakers. And what they did with this uh, product is they... Moved it from being a small batch blend to releasing it as single barrels. And it has been age stated. So the Baker 7 has been around for quite a while. You can go back and check out our episode on the Jim Beam small batch collection and hear what we had to say about the Baker 7. Oh, my top product for 2019 is the Baker's 13. This is actually a single barrel product, which is really difficult always for me to 
lend um, you know a lot of endorsement as a best of product as a single barrel because your barrel could be different than mine and the one that I tried. But I have to say that I've tried probably uh, three or four barrels from the re-release of this, and it's just consistently been really quite amazing across the board. The uh, tasting notes uh, that I have around the Baker's 13, you know, up front, it, uh, it's kind of sweet on the nose. That vanilla is very pronounced, um, and there's a touch of fruit uh, through it. I really like the, you know, the taste of this. It's just, uh, it's not a roller coaster. It's just very consistent. Uh, the wood is there. Um, you have uh, vanilla is very present. There's a hint of uh, some toasted nuts that come through. Uh, the finish is very pleasing and a very, you know, kind of medium finish about it. Um, it's just like a uh, very pleasing uh, warm cinnamon roll is the best way I can explain it. Um, it just, uh, the sugars around this are just really quite amazing. I get to taste this, uh, alongside, uh, good old boy Jason as well. And we both were looking at each other as we were tasting this for the first time as it was released this year. And just really, uh, our tongues were wagging. We were just couldn't believe just how good, uh, this really was. So that is my top pick for 2019 is the Baker's 13. I'll tell you across the board that the House of Beam has really uh, come along with some amazing products uh, across their entire product line. You know, a very close runner-up for me actually was another product right out of uh, Jim Beam, which uh, is uh, the Little Book, uh, Book 3, or Release 3. And, uh, you know, both uh, this Baker's 13 as well as uh, Little Book um, are created by... Um, well, Booker No actually created uh, the Baker's uh, product, and I think uh, uh, just really um, all of these products uh, are doing quite well. Even the Knob Creeks that I had uh, this year um, that were uh, single barrel picks from many stores, and there are probably eight to ten you know, single barrels that I had of a wide range of warehouses that were just really outstanding uh this year so i have to say that jim beam really is coming into some excellent choice of uh products that they'll be releasing and i expect that to carry into uh, the next year as well so be on the lookout for both uh, baker 7 but definitely be on the lookout for baker 13 i'm sorry we haven't been able to review this product yet on the show it's just had limited availability here up front i expect that'll change very soon, and many of you will be able to uh, find this in many fine local retailers um, in uh, 2020. Well, that's it for me. I'll turn it back over to the rest of our cast members here to talk about uh, 2019. Hey, and we're back, and this is the Best of 2019 show. Uh, thank you, Mike, for uh, your thoughts on the Baker's 13. Hopefully, we'll be reviewing that on the show very soon. We've been promised a sample of that that we can all sit down and go over, so... Just still waiting. I just like the regular Baker's small batch up there. They're, are they discontinued? It's going to no. all go to single barrel? It's no. Just the small batch? Seven? Yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's this is just another one that they're doing. So yeah. the, the regular Baker's, Baker's is great whiskey. Beautiful. It doesn't get as much of the, you know, the hype as Booker's. The hype is Booker's and some of the others, which I think is 
it does it a disservice to solid whiskey. It always has been. So, so everybody talks about Basil Hayden's. I, I love the flavor. Ba- mm-hmm. This is just basil with the better proof. And yeah. yeah. And that's another one. Basil, they've come out with a bunch of variations on that that have been actually several have been pretty dang good, you know. But they are. All right. So we're going to go on to our next pick and we're going to have Harm tell us about that one. All right, kids. Uh, my pick this year is the first time I've done a, a pick for the best of show that's not something we reviewed on the show. Um, does internet porn know you're cheating on it? Just wondering. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, my, my This is the uh, Avalor Abana Alba. So we've all talked about Abana before. We reviewed the original Abana in a previous show. Uh, and if you remember from that show, we talked about uh, 19, in 1975, while renovating the Abelard Distillery and installing two new stills, the workers uncovered a time capsule containing a bottle of whiskey from 19, 1898. A subsequent attempt to recreate the style of whiskey gave birth to the expression known as Abuna. Uh, a lot of people pronounce this Abunad, but they're doing it wrong. It's Abuna. 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 And the original Abuna is... Um, you know, it's a, it's a he- heavily sherried whiskey. The Abuna Alba is a new twist on that original. Alba means white from Quercus Alba or American white oak. And l- unlike the original, this is, which is, you know, finished in the first fill sherry work like we're talking about, Abuna Alba is all Asian ex-bourbon casks made from American and white oak. And you thought that Latin that you took in high school would never come in handy. See? See, you showed them all. It, w- it was the Latina came in handy. Sorry. Well, that too. Yeah. We are in Florida. So we are in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But um, the Abuna Alba is just stunning. We, we uh, Bob and I went to uh, the the big uh, Anthultimate Whiskey Show in Las Vegas back in April, and and we were tasting you know, ten thousand dollar whiskeys and and ten thousand dollar cognacs and everything in between that from in the high end and, and an eighteen seventy port that I still can't get out of my mind <laughs> it, like that first it, girlfriend it you had. It's, it, yeah, it it's, broke him. Oh dear. But God. so this is a whiskey. <laughs> right around the $100 range that really stood out in that huge stellar crowd. And I've been asking to get it in Florida since April, and it just got released. And so that's why I picked it as my whiskey of the year, because I've been thinking about this one since that show. And it's just a beautiful whiskey that's it's it's deceivingly simple and complex at the same time. The color is a bright yellow gold. Um, you, I mean, you look at this thing and think, that's not an old whiskey at all, because it's just it's so bright. But... It's, it's, but then you nose it and uh, it's all about layers of fruit and gorgeous orchard fruits. They are apples and pears and, but the alcohol is kind of high. It's 114 proof, um, 114.2. And then I added a drop of water, just a drop. You don't have to have, you don't have to have the drop. I always encourage people to add, taste their whiskey neat first, but, but I had the drop and what exploded out of this glass is just pears pears and vanilla and cake and bakery spices and i just keep going back to this and keep smelling and letting it sit and then and when you taste on the palate it's just ethereal it's a beautiful whiskey mm. that 114 proof is definitely there but it's not hot there's no burn no it's just, no not at all it's just it's just just evaporates and feels so great on your tongue uh, the finish is long and oaky and finished with spice and fruit. I just I can't say enough about it. Does anybody else agree with me? You guys are tasting this for the first time uh, around the table. I, I agree with you. It's a really interesting whiskey. It's completely different for me than the regular Abuna, which I like a lot. Um, what I also find striking about this whiskey, and I meant to mention it about uh, Justin's choice, choice the Invergord as well, 
a very, very light color. Yeah. And that just goes to show you can't drink color. No. And uh, you can't taste color either. Well, you, but, you can't uh, trust color, is what it is. If you're if you're talking about whiskey that is not here, bourbon. If you're talking about something that's coming from overseas, they can add coloring. So you can't. I I I I enjoy the color, but I don't judge anything based on the color because the color doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You could well, you could you could tint right. this up to black if you want. Correct. You know, so but striking is when it's the yeah. other way, the absence of color. How could you have a bottle, a whiskey that's aged forty three years is so and light not have and more so color. deceiving so light. So much flavor, right? Yeah, you expect it to be really light on the flavor, but it's just not. Um, but I agree with you. A dark whiskey can be seething because it's colored yeah. dark. But a light whiskey to have so much flavor yeah. it's just striking to me. Yeah. It well, looks like a pear juice, and it tastes like a pear. It's uh, it, it it's Abelard. At least it doesn't look like. And a pear. everything they make, I, like I, a pear. I'm a huge fan of Abelard. Their whiskeys all just have this this thick thick backbone to it. I mean, they don't make any, and and it's not overpowering, but they're just they're so well put together. I mean, it's like the difference between the skinny kid and Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's just there's so much body to this whiskey, and. You got to remember, this is basically the the new make for Abuna is the new make for Abuna, whether it's regular Abuna or Alba. It's just different casks. So the you know what's going into these casks is extremely well made. It's it's a great whiskey, but this one, this one really sings to me, and and I love. Good Are they have really short stills? Because it feels like haven't been. But yeah, it, when the when the Abuna first came out, I searched one out. I didn't get batch one I, I don't know anybody got batch one i don't think i think i got like three or four um and i've had quite a few of them over time because i just i absolutely adore that whiskey it's just got such flavor to it so but Abuna, when this one they, they out, release four batches or so a year yeah. alba this is batch zero zero one that we're yeah. tasting and and it's just when you taste this you can't believe this was the same new mate i mean it still has that structure to it it's still so well put together but it's completely different whiskey on the entire opposite end of the spectrum it's just it's so pretty it's just i mean it's like beautiful tropical fruit and flowers and it's the nose is just so sweet it's like this like, is not my traditional style of whiskey either. no I'm it's not mine guy. either yeah, but yeah, it's usually just you're so on well the, done usually you're on the smoky i'm uh, on peaty, the i'm the peat guy and you know and i know stuff, i came this, close to this year to actually recommending a whiskey for my whiskey of the year that we that's a unicorn yeah, yeah. and i kind of wanted to go against that right because this is a very yeah. light refreshing this is uh this is pears and apples and mm -hmm. um you know very light very yeah. it's kind of you know kind of like you know, it's, it's kind of like light, a, spritzy, a light on the nose, but heavy on the palate. Like That's a, what Bob is saying, like a spritzy on your tongue, and it's not kind of thing. It's not heavy in the fact that it's coating it. It doesn't look like the wax on the bottle. It, it's just it's got such structure it's to it. Backbone. It's so back. I mean, just a huge spine it's, to this. It fills your mouth, right? And it fills your chest and your throat. It's just it's it's. Abelard is one of my favorite distilleries. I mean, they I, everything they I make, know, I absolutely I, I love. I used to look down on Abelard. I used to think of it as a, a, a beginner, intro, an introductory level whiskey for people who are just learning about sherried scotch. I would well, say Abelard looks down on everybody cows. anyway, so we're used to that by now. But you know, <laughs> this is not this is not an advanced whiskey. This is not like that Invergordon Forty Three. That's not something you would approach as a first timer. Right. No, that that is, one that, that the one that Justin. Picked. This is that's, easily approachable by everybody. Yeah. yeah uh, but, you know, well, that's the thing. Water if, really if you're a beginner, you're going to get something out of this, and if oh, you're yeah, you if you're not, fruits. you're going to oh, even yeah. get more out of it because there's so many layers to this. Oh yeah, you get the fruits just, and you get the almond slivers at the end there. 
Oh, yeah. And it's just beautiful. The, the, the people at, uh, at Whiskey Advocate gave this in their top 10 as well. So this is up there. I just, I'm really so impressed by this whiskey. Yeah. I, mean, I, remember, I remember falling in love with it in April uh, this year, but then finally got it literally in the store this past Friday. <laughs> It's like so good. Yeah, it's it it that's a killer. And uh yeah, I haven't been to Abler. But in case you're listening, I wouldn't mind going. Yeah. We would all I, really I would very to much to like to go. Yeah. Just saying. Um change my mind about it being a beginner whiskey. So you guys change my <laughs> mind with this one. Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be in the cargo with that kind of a comment. Mm. All right, so we're on to our last whiskey, and I picked this one. Just for Brent. Thank you. Because thank you, I know thank you. how I want to thank loves. you, too, because I'm not saying I, ironically, but this is this was on my top. I know how much well. he loves a Pete, and I, I told him what I picked, and he just looked at me, and excellent. And there he goes. Bananas, right? So Bananas. my pick for the 2019 is the Ardbeg Drum. It's 104 proof for 52% ABV. If you're an Ardbeg fan, then you know every year on the last Saturday of is Isla's Fayil Festival. And the festival celebrates Ardbeg Day on the last day of the festival. Um, this is where, if you're a peat head, if you're an Isla guy, this is where you come. You know, people come from all over the world to come to this little tiny island. And it's what a, month is the festival? Um, April. Is it April? May. 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 So, I should know. I was just there. Um, but it's and, about, End of May. It's their jazz yeah. fest. Kind of and, like it's a, and it's fest. a two-hour ferry ride. I mean, this is not an easy place to get to. And it's striking in its beauty in the fact that it's, uh, what was it, the, the one astronaut said, magnificent desolation. I mean, you look, and we were staying at the, uh, uh, the Macri Hotel, and when you stand out in front of the hotel, as far as you can see, you can't see a tree. <laughs> you can't see a light. I, w- I want to live there. I mean, it's 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 fabulous. There's there's like there's more sheep than people there. It's awesome. Um, well, I see why you want to live there. I see why. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, know, the sheep. Pretty, know, are they pretty sheep? He right. sets himself leave, up for these. I leave that to harm. <laughs> but I mean, you know, crazy. it's just it's <laughs> so beautiful. It's Nobody can see what I'm doing. <laughs> but every year they re- they release a new one. Um, it's no wonder you went by yourself. So this year, you know, the first one that they did was the Ardbeg Day, and then they've done what are some of the other ones? What you, oh, Ardbeg Day. There's the, they did a a day release of uh, per- Perpetuum. They, yeah. That was uh, so every uh, year Kelpie. they have Kelpie. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. that was last a couple years ago. Actually, when we, we they were kind enough to to let me go to Ardbog to Ardbeg day to see the thing at the distillery they, they they let me go and we were out on a boat trip out off the coast off of Ardbeg and, and they actually pulled up a crab trap and somebody had planted a bottle of Kelpie in the crab trap mm-hmm. so and it was nice and cold because it was down in the water so I mean it was like you know it was a little bit chilled it was kind of neat um, but beautiful beautiful place had a great time at Ardbeg but but this one here I Ardbeg day was my favorite until this one came out and Ardbeg this day was one, fantastic. Fantastic whiskey, fantastic. But this one just really sings to me. And I don't know if it's because I'm in Florida because we have a lot of rum down here, and you know it's sort of you know a Caribbean this influence. This is a polarizing whiskey, Bobby. You, but, I, I'm surprised yeah. you picked this as your best of. Well, there's Ardbeg there are people fans. who aren't there. There are Ardbeg fans who hated it, and Ardbeg fans who loved it. I'm like I'm, I'm with you. Like a lot of different whiskeys, but this one it's it's aged in a rum cask, and it's just got oh. You've got baking spice and 
under that peat, it's just it's it's bananas, 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 and tropical fruit. I get toasted pineapple. I get pineapple yeah, on a exactly. grill. Exactly, bananas mm-hmm. and pineapple. That's on what the, the palate. I, got, I get the pineapple on the palate. Is where Pro- I get no, it. No, no, no. It's, it's like grilled I pineapple. Yep. Grilled pineapple all yeah. the way. Yeah. All yeah. the way. There's when, pineapple. when I first smelled it, it it's oh. got that kind of Ardbeg bacon fat, and then yep. as it, it aired out, that went with the fruit. And it's got a, just a little bit of uh, like a little bit of ginger to it. And just a slight bit of maybe a little bit of mint, but it's just that that rum cast finish just comes out and it takes a traditional art bag and just completely turns it on its ear and turns it into something entirely different. I I love this expression, but it's so polarizing, man. So polarizing. But if, if you're if you have any love of rum whatsoever, just think about yeah. rum and your best favorite smoky scotch. This yeah. is and that's what it is. Yeah. It's 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 just so well put together. I mean, I talked to I talked to Mickey Heads, the distiller there, and I we had gotten a sample of this before I went there, and I, I told him I said I, honestly I think you should keep this one. I think this is one that it shouldn't be a one off. This is something you should do if if not part of your permanent line. It's something you should do at least you know once a year. Put out a batch of this because the people that like this absolutely love it. Well, it's, frankly, it's so they, well they, done. Ardbe did put out a, a rum cast nineteen year old called Trayvon. Yeah, yep. and that's amazing. And I, I said, Doctor Doctor Lumsden's hitting it out of the park. I mean, I love everything this guy does. He, uh, IWSC's Whiskey of the Year is the 1991 uh, Grand Vintage 27 year old uh, Glenmo. He's got five other whiskeys that won on yeah. each category. I and, just, and the Trayvon was was Trayvon stunning. Awesome, I mean, and that's part of their regular lineup now. I mean, that a whiskey that good is well, the, be the, the 19 years the regular li- is part of the regular lineup they're going to change it every yeah year, but so. still i mean that's that that's huge so it's uh and i know brent's just loving life right now <laughs> well you know what though this is one where the where i can say the pineapples and the bananas overpower the peat for you okay you, you, you know can. i mean, so, the I mean they, there you know right the peat is there the smokiness is there but the fruit actually you know a lot of times with some of these you're you know the the peat is just overpowering it's just like okay now i'm chewing on the i'm chewing on the dirt out there in the everglades and that's i don't want that's not what i want to do but this one here the fruit actually comes through you know so you do have that you do have that peatiness to it and the smokiness but it's a very, it's very second or third note behind the behind the fruits. Yeah, and I, I think he's hit it right on the head. It's it's still there, but but the peat is definitely taken down a notch. Right in this. This expression. is not a good description, but the way I heard about this it, somebody is, somebody put a cigarette in my cigarette out in my rum. <laughs> <laughs> and this this isn't um, iodine peat. This is campfire peat. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, the different peat sources make a difference. Like. A, You've got some whiskeys from Isla that are very iodiney or seaweedy. This is this can go seaweedy, but doesn't go iodiney. Yeah, and and Ardbeg usually isn't the iodiney. I mean, they, there's been some exceptions, but uh, they're more and they're more the smoky than the medicinal. Um, but you know, an absolutely lovely whiskey, and 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 we've had. Yeah, we've had some really good whiskeys on this show. So oh yes, we have. It's been it's been a really good year, and. There were so many that we could have picked. Shout out um, to Mike for starting this show so many years yeah. ago. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. There's so many that we could have picked that we didn't. There's so many that we wanted to pick, but we only got a small sample of, and we, frankly, we drank it all. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so 
you know, kudos to 2019. Let's look forward yes. to 2020. Let's look forward to 2020. Yes, yes. Yay. Cheers, gents. Cheers. Cheers. Always. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and you can catch all our episodes where you found this one, as well as on terrestrial and satellite radio and online at iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, YouTube, and pretty much any place you can find a podcast. The easiest way to find this show on your phone is to ask Alexa, Siri, or Google. Play podcast Sip, Suds, and Smokes. We love your feedback. You can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. And our daily tasting notes fly out on Twitter every day at Sip, Suds, Smokes. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode. If you're listening to us online, it's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Want to thank you, Master of Pete Brent. Uh, thank you. I'm going <laughs> to start Pete working on my Master. best of uh, 2020 now. I think you should. So, Thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. Another amazing day in the basement. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Bob. An amazing day and an amazing year. All right. I guess thank you, Army. You know, even though you grudgingly thank me, I'm not grudgingly thanking you at all. Thank you, Bob. This is beautiful well, this whiskey. Is no it's... Labor camp. I don't have to answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I do feel that way. The fact that I'm missing my child growing up for the whiskey is, uh, I don't even care anymore. It's, 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 it's heartwarming. <laughs> well, you we're missing it anyway. You're just here as opposed to the bar you're normally at. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know. <laughs> Trust me, she's not missing you. So, I love you, little girl, but, you know, the whiskey's better. <laughs> well... And this is Made Man Bob. I want to thank you guys so much. It's been a great year, and looking forward to 2020 as well. And for Sips, Suds, and Smokes, we want to thank you for joining us. Remember, life is too short to drink bad whiskey. You know, I really don't know why I have empty glasses. I never have empty glasses. But every one of them is empty. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. (laughs) 